In a world where people are losing their minds, who will be the voice of sanity, of logic, of rationale, of morality and truth? This podcast is looking for like-minded people to stand up to the insane and be real. The Recovery Atheist Podcast is calling you to step forward and be counted. Welcome to the Voice of Change. Welcome to the Recovery Atheist Podcast. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello, Eric. How's it going? Awesome. Pretty good. Let me make sure. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure it was the right input for the audio, but not a problem. Awesome. Yeah. Good to good to connect. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this all week. Just thinking about uh, what to go over and ask. And yeah, I've been excited about it. So awesome. So how have you been? Uh, pretty good. Um, I I uh, haven't traveled on like all 2020, um, which is pretty rare. So I'm usually traveling quite a bit. And then uh, went to Atlanta um, last week. So that was like my first work trip. And man, I'm like probably eight or nine months. Because uh, before that was like March going to Florida. So yeah, so it was kind of cool getting on a plane again. And, you know, it was a little bit different, but it was, it was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, just been super busy with the show. Like my... Uh, my calendar for this month is pretty pretty stacked and there's a lot of really interesting interesting guests coming on so it's been good yeah this uh this new website with this what is it gustio and whatever it's yeah Yeah. it opens a brand new door like uh, i had a friend of mine uh show it to me and i was just like oh this is something new and uh he was like well there's a guy on here that you need to check out and it was you obviously right um, so I'm just like, oh, that is right up my alley with what I'm trying to, you know, talk about some of the topics anyway. Um, yeah. that's awesome. No, I actually, uh, I, I work with the guy who created Guestio. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's what, really? yeah, yeah, I've been working with him for about three years. So, um, I wasn't sure if you had come onto the platform through his stuff and then had connected or, um, uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool. No, I'm uh, I'm fresh, uh, brand oh. new to the site. Uh, I've awesome. got a couple of more interviews that I'm going to be doing here this next week. But right, yeah. Um, I saw the I saw the topic matter and the content right. that was on your podcast. I checked it out over this last week since uh, I had you set up for the interview. Yeah, and um, lots of similarities with a lot of the stuff that I dealt with growing up as a kid and going mm. through everything that way. So I'll save some of that, obviously, for the sure. interview. Right. Um, but yeah, that last, uh, the last episode you did, um, I'm trying to think Angie. Um, yes. About, yeah. You had written about, me about, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that hit straight to home mm-hmm. with a lot of what I had to deal with and a lot of people that I know has had to deal with. So, yeah. uh, especially the, just blocking it out and right. putting it off and yeah, without a doubt. So, um, all right, we'll just go ahead and we'll get started with it. Here we sure go. Thing. All right. Awesome. All right, yeah. that was awesome. Sweet. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, what's your? Um, are you? Did you see? Are you on Twitter or no? Yes, I do have Twitter. I don't use it as much as I really want to. Um, I just I've been trying to develop the podcast and 
um, my my YouTube channel a little bit, and I haven't really oh, hit yeah. Twitter as hard as I would like to. But okay. that is something in the next month. Now that I'm in the new year, that I'm going to start hitting hard so and start tweeting more. Sweet to get uh, that out there because I'm starting to realize you can get a lot more people through that than just trying to go through a Facebook page or you know yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, going um, going the group route's been huge. Like having a Facebook group is is awesome. Um, and um, yeah, because because originally I just had the page, and uh, the reach in the group is so much better, and you get some people who are just like really involved. So yeah, I'm just trying to connect with you here. Um, but yeah, no, and your your show is actually really fascinating. That the premise of um, atheists going through recovery programs is is absolutely fascinating. And I, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of thoughts on it, but I didn't want to derail the conversation too much. But um, yeah, it's it's it kind of speaks. and I'm sure you've thought through this, but it kind of speaks to the way we view, um, like the way fundamentalist Christians view uh, mental illness and um, actual like medical problems a lot of times where they treat it as a sin issue. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I had never really thought about the weaknesses of AA before actually a lot of my more recent interviews. But when you treat addiction as something that's solved by there being a higher power and having some kind of faith experience as opposed to being a, a disease like we know it is a disease. Um, you're, you're really not, you're, you're treating the problem with a different solution. It doesn't really make any sense to it, to use the higher power as part of that recovery. And I said, as a Christian, it doesn't, it, that doesn't make any sense. If it's a mental, yeah. if it's a mental well, health problem, you look at it. You look at it. I mean, this is a this is a book that was written in 1936, um, and you know a lot with Bill W. and Bob. That you know it was written along the Christian context because that's what they. I mean, all through the book, it has a lot of Christian undertones all through hmm. it. Um, yeah. And so at that time, that's what they knew and that's what they used. Um, when the first original text came out it was everything was god it wasn't a higher power of your understanding it was all god 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 yeah they've changed it recently to be just a higher power yeah right they you know they realized as the additions came out that it was going to turn off some people out there that obviously had a hard time with saying the word god and so they had to make it more open yeah which Um, which makes doubly no sense because then you're not adjacent with the original Christian worldview side either. So you're like kind of mm-hmm. when you're doing that again, you're being so broad that you're not effective for anybody. You know, a Christian is going to go in mm-hmm. and be like, why is it just a higher power? It should be God. And then someone else coming in is like, well, I can't be the same higher power as them. And it's a, yeah, it's a mess. Well, and trust me on that. That's some of the biggest arguments that you'll have, especially mm-hmm. between the old timers that are in the AA meetings and the yeah. newcomers that are coming in with a different way of looking at things. Right. Um, but, you know, you look at it like the whole AA concept, when Bill W. put it into place, it wasn't to be anonymous. It was to be a business. Um, yeah. He wanted he wanted to sell books on it. He wanted to advertise it. He wanted to, to be a lot like the group that we, they kind of started off, uh, the Oxford group. And Bob was like, no, that's, that's not going to work. It needs to stay private. It needs to, otherwise we'll be destroyed like the Oxford group did by getting involved in politics and everything else like that. Yeah. It destroyed them. But yeah, I mean, it's still today, there's a division. Like I'm part of AA. I have a sponsor. I've worked the steps. But with my AA sponsor, I've had to adjust 
the way it sounds, the way the writing is when it comes to it, to adjust it to the way I look at it from my perspective. Yeah. So the idea of me saying that there's something that's more powerful than me or a higher power than me is real easy. I can look at science to do that. Um, hmm. I can't. Con- I can't control or change physics. Um, I can't control or change gravity. Um, I can't control the sun or the weather or. There's lots of things out there that is out of my control. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing with AA is the concept of um, you're not in control. Get yeah. rid of your ego. Get outside of yourself and help others um, yeah. and and be humble. And right. they use the God concept because that's what they knew. But at, at the way I look at it today is it can easily be described in different ways now. Right. Um, it definitely could be rewritten. You look at the big book, it definitely could, but it's almost like the Bible to people. Yeah. Uh, in AA, you don't touch it. Those those are the sacred, you know, texts. You don't want to change it. Yeah. How, um, how long have you been doing the AA process? Well, I've been uh, been in and out of AA for about 18 years. Okay. Um, I just now, um, over the last six years, I've been in and out of treatment, trying to get myself straight from alcohol. I've got 10 months now. Um, I'm house managing of a sober living home here in Duluth, Minnesota. So things are onwards and upwards. Um, But when it comes to AA, I've been a part of it. Um, I've been where I've led meetings. I've had sponsees under me. I believed in God at one point and went with it that way. And I always found it didn't work for Mm. me when I was trying to do it with God being the concept, because I just, I don't truly believe I ever believed it. Yeah. Was uh, that, was that something that, um, was belief in God, something that you had growing Cause you grew up under religious parents. Were you, mm-hmm. did you consider yourself a believer throughout your entire childhood? And it wasn't until you were an adult or was it something where you kind of doubted as a child and it always, it was always somewhat of a doubt as a child. Um, I was put, uh, through the context of, you know, this is what you're going to believe. This is, you know, listen to your parents. We're authority figures. And what we tell you is the truth. And you're going to, I was held to a standard of almost being like an adult in the church, even mm. though I was a child. Yeah. Um, I can relate dad, to that. Yeah. yeah. My dad wanted me to follow in, in the business uh, and be a minister. I was a minister for a few years. Mm. Um, as a teenager, I've preached at youth conventions and things of that nature. So I know the Bible pretty well. We did some Bible training institute that was it's a college or a training institute through the church that my parents belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I realized kind of, as you were talking about, like with the preacher boys, that during that whole entire time of me being a preacher, I still was out sinning. I still was out having sex. I still was out drinking and using drugs. I hmm. still was out doing things I shouldn't be doing, but yet then getting up in the pulpit and telling people no. how they should be leaving or living. So, um, I just find it uh, that there's a lot of hypocrisy You're right, when right. it comes to people that are in authority in those those organizations, organized religion. Yeah, yeah. I was I was and, curious what your uh, I was curious if that played a role in it, and, and but I always I always like to ask because I think uh, a lot of people just assume like oh you had a bad experience <laughs> and um, that's always yeah. that's always the the but it's the it's rarely. Idea. 
it's rarely the reason that I get when I ask people. It's mm. usually, oh, it was pretty good. My parents are good people. Still good with them. I just never really grasped it. And, and it's fascinating to me. Um, it's always funny just like when I'm talking to people and I'm like, oh, I'm a Christian. Then I always feel like I have to disclaim like, look, I'm just asking. I'm just curious where you're where you're at. And like, um, and it's weird for me because like a lot of people that I know personally have walked away from church after, you know, or walked away from God even more. So I would say I've, I've largely walked away from church, but I've walked away from God after like some, you know, seeing the abuse or seeing the hypocrisy, like hypocrisy is the number one thing I see a lot of times it's like, well, they don't even believe it. So like, why do I, and like, for me, it's, it's really, uh, it's just interesting. Like when I, when I left at 18, I, I, I never had a moment where I had that, like, do I believe in God? Like I never, I never asked that question. Um, and I knew, I know a lot of my friends did. My friends would be like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like, is it real? And like, I just, I've always felt convinced and I still do. Like I, I, I can't sit there in my mind and, and I've read, I've read God's not great by Christopher Hitchens. I've read, you know, Love I've it. read, I've read Hawkins, uh, uh the Hawkins. God's illusion. Yeah. I've the read God the- delusion. Yeah, I've read Richard Dawkins. I've listened to their keynotes. I've listened to debates. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I just, it's the same way that it's almost weird. It's like looking at someone else who's doing the exact same thing as you is like, no matter what they hear, they don't, they can't be convinced of the other side. And then for me, like I totally have separated from what I grew up in and disagree a lot with like how they break down theological principles. And like, I'm, I couldn't, I'm night and day different than a lot of that stuff. But like mm-hmm. my fundamental belief in God, I just, even when I, when I was like, I believe in God, but I'm mad at like God and the situation that I was in, I just never had that moment. So it's so, it's so interesting to me talking to people who, who feel like, oh, I was in it, but I was never fully convinced. Cause like, I feel yeah. like the flip side and I feel like I became more convinced leaving. It, it's just a interest. It's just interesting how different people handle religious situations you know yeah with me it was like i never truly bought into it i kind of just you know fell in line with what my parents wanted and just kind of went through the motions yeah Um, i mean even my dad um over christmas they were up here in minnesota to visit me from indiana but he still pastors a church down by louisville and Mm, um and so they were up here and i made my nine step amends to my parents through aa so I, I wanted to say sorry for you know obviously manipulating them and using them like i did through my alcoholism part mm. of the steps and my dad made amends back to me about how he put too much pressure on me mm. to growing up as a kid to live a standard of this great godly man as a kid when he couldn't even do it himself yeah um, wow. and would get up there and was a hypocrite himself at those times and be had expected me to be this perfect person, um, which was very groundbreaking uh, yeah. in my relationship with my dad because it's always been the number one fighting you know, situation we have is about that and about me growing up and dealing with that. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say that I'm mad at God because if I was mad at God, then I would believe in a God correct Um, right yeah no exactly so so i'm not mad at a god i guess i look at it like if if someone okay i'll just say this um if you are a christian and you say that you can prove there is a god you can't if if there's an atheist that says they can prove there is no god 
you can't. Um, it's it's again, it comes down to the perspective of the person and the faith, the belief that they yeah. have. Um, so for me, if someone asks me as an atheist, do you believe in God? I, I say, I don't know. I, I don't know. From my experiences, though, in my life, I would say there isn't. But again, it's one of those things that um, even Richard Dawkins has said it, that I am open to you. And, and Matt Delahunty has said it where he has said, hey, if you can show me evidence of this and, and prove it to me that this is what it is and that there is a God and everything, that I will be open to yeah. your side of it. But mm -hmm. until somebody shows that to me and yeah. I can see it. Like I talk to my mom about all the time, I need a Paul experience, just get knocked down on the road to Damascus and uh, become blind uh, from it and hear an angel speaking to me because from what I've seen so far, I, I just don't see it. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not against somebody else who has right. had a personal experience. And I hear people say that, well, I know there's a God. I've had a personal experience. But the whole thing to that is that that's exactly what it is, a personal experience for you. I, yeah. I can't rely on that as, as evidence to me unless I have one, too. Yeah, that's that's the interesting um, thing that my wife and I have talked about, because we're in this weird spot with our uh, with our, you know, we're raising a three year old right now. And we're like getting in the mm. conversation and and I've I've said, like, I don't want to I want to teach her how to think like I want to teach her because my belief is truth always rises to the top. So I, I do believe the Christian worldview is true. I think that it's compelling personally. And I think rather than forcibly making her, you know, align with my beliefs, I think I just need to show her why I feel this is compelling and allow her to make the decision. And I think it, it doesn't benefit anybody for her to fake that she does or to go through the motions like I did as a kid. And um, so it's a very interesting conversation. Like it's, it's, Obviously, as a parent, you want to teach your kids what you believe and teach them what's powerful mm -hmm. and compelling to you, but you also want to give them to the room to authentically believe what they believe and come to it, you know, logically. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. And, and I've appreciated, like, I've talked to so many people just from a variety of backgrounds. Um, and it's just, I just like hearing how people think. Like, I, I love... Uh, I love Christopher Hitchens book and I love listening to his, his debates. He, cause he's so, he's so rational and he's also, he lacks, I think what Dawkins, Dawkins lacks is, um, sometimes I don't think he can, I don't think he thinks clearly about religion cause he's repulsed, I think by religion itself. And I mm -hmm. think Hitchens, while Hitchens is equally repulsed by many things about different religions specifically. Um, I think he's much more intellectually honest, I think, in or was more intellectually honest uh, with his discussions and debates. And so um, that's where I, I just find myself at odds a lot of times with Christians is that like, uh, you know, when I was reading uh, Hitchens book, they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, if it's true, I'm not going to come out of this, you know, <laughs> with less truth than what I, you know what I mean? It's It's just a really interesting way that we view the world, you know, like we can't well, have these conversations, you know. That's the educational piece of it. You know, I yeah. get people all the time that say, boy, you sure know that Bible really well. You sure you're not a closet, closet Christian? <laughs> Closeted sure, Christian, yeah. Yeah, yeah you right. sure know that. Of course we're going to know, as an atheist, of course we're going to know the Bible really well because that's what we use as a lot of our subject matter when it comes to certain things that Christians will take and believe in but then leave certain parts of it out. Mm. 
that, you know, the whole morality thing, I get that question all the time. Where do you get your morals? I look at the book of the Bible, you know, especially in the Old Testament, there's lots of spots where, where's these morals coming from? Hmm. Um, but no, the idea, like when you look at Christopher Hitchens, you look at Dawkins, you look at Sam Harris, Dan Dennett, I'm hoping to have Dan Dennett on this summer. Um, yeah. He told me that he's been busy with school. I actually email with him. Uh, about once every couple months um he's oh, been be busy great. with yeah i would love to have him on the show one of the four horsemen um uh, yeah i, re- I reached out to sam to harris just recently to talk about because uh, his his stuff on um abusive religions is is great he's mm-hmm. done a lot of good conversations so i would love to talk to him as well um that's you know like i said it's a marathon gradually as time mm-hmm. goes and i grow bigger i plan on doing that Aaron Ra um has talked with me about doing stuff so i'm hoping to eventually go through him and get matt dillahunty and seth yeah um but the thing is 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 when you look at him you know christopher hitchens i mean i think most atheists will look at him and be like he was kind of an asshole <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of a prick um he he had no problem stirring the pot yeah like if he if he didn't like it he was very uh combative he was conflicted he would ha- he had no problem with conflict and saying exactly what it was then you got richard dawkins who's a little bit less than that like you said um and is more philosophical with a lot of the stuff he does uh and can it can be a little bit more friendly within his debates and then you got sam harris who some atheists don't really like him that much yeah. because he's more spiritual than mm-hmm. than some of the other atheists. So he can look at a sunset or whatever and think that's spirituality. To me, it's like, yeah, that's pretty. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't look at it from a spirituality point of view. It's just, yeah, the sunset's really nice. That's yeah. pretty. I don't necessarily believe it's some spiritual meaning to it, but... Um, but there's lots of stuff that Sam Harris talks about when it comes to let's stop just um, getting on the Christians. Let's look at religion on the whole. Yeah. Whether it be Muslims, whether it be like that whole interview that Sam Harris did with uh, with Ben Affleck and, and Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, Ben. Do you yeah. not see what he's trying to say here? He's trying. Right. He's trying to point out the hypocrisy of all of it, whether it be. Yeah. It, it, you know, each one of these religious ideas and views have flaws. Yeah. And and let's stop, you know, acting like it. You got, you know, how many religions and denominations of church out there, each one of them saying that we're the one and we have the right, you know, voice or the right message. Um, and I, I find it funny that when it comes to the denominations, there's more fighting amongst each other about who is right and who is wrong than actually doing what the Bible says, which is go out and preach the gospel to the world and be able to bring people into Christ. And yeah. I just don't, I don't see that as much. I see a lot of hate talk on Facebook and social yeah. media. I see a lot of uh, division uh, between Christians and Catholics and everybody else out there in the world of different yeah. Christian faiths. Um, mm-hmm. That when, when does it finally get to the point of them seeing the bigger picture about what they're trying to present themselves as. Sure. Right. And I just think when it comes to atheists, I think we're finally getting, it hasn't always been this way, but I think we're finally starting to get an idea of we are secular humanists that we should be looking at trying to find ways to use resources and things to help humans, to help human nature and society with our beliefs rather than just sitting there and telling Christians being grumpy. (laughs) 
Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's always the number one thing. You obviously are just what a people grumpy, expect, you know. Yeah. Right. I'm just I'm just some grumpy, unhappy, you know, hate my life kind of guy when the truth is is I'm a very loving, caring. I love my life. I love the friends I have. I love what I do. Um and I just want the same for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, um, hey, I got a, I got an interview. I got to jump on right now. Um, can you I grab go a, do that. Can I, can I grab a quick screenshot so I can drop it on social and just let people know I've got an episode coming up or I got a call? So, you got it, buddy. All right, three, two, one. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. So, all right, bye. awesome. Good, good to connect, and I'll uh, chat with you. Good soon. to connect you. All right, I'll talk to you later, bro. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Recovery Atheist Podcast. It's now up to you. What will you do with what you've heard? How will you use it? I challenge you not to stay silent. Be heard. Be real. Be different.